Welcome to the teaching ministry of Magnolias First. For more information, visit www.magnoliasfirst.org. We want to welcome you back to our series entitled Matters of the Heart. And we've been looking at emotions that want to take charge of our hearts. And we've been talking about emotions in recent weeks that are like lions that are prowling about inside of the cage of our heart, wanting to spring out to do destructive damage. But today we're going to talk about one that just quietly remains and seems to just eat away at us from within. In the mid-1970s, Cindy and I were in our first full-time ministry after college. We were in a wonderful church, First Baptist Church of Atlanta, Texas, up in the northeast corner of the state. Their high school mascot are the rabbits, the Atlanta rabbits. It was a wonderful place uh, to serve. But there were some challenges. We were young. Uh, and ministry in those days didn't pay a lot of money. And by the middle of our ministry there, we were expecting our fourth child in less than six years. I had a significant ministry leadership role in that I was in charge of the entire worship ministry of the church as well as the youth ministry of the church, and it was a large church. And then our family experienced a number of surgeries, none of them major, but all of them expensive, and insurance in those days was not that great. And so we found ourselves not only with heavy ministry responsibility, but under a crushing financial load. And I remember driving around my Volkswagen Beetle on the streets of Atlanta, Texas one day, just wondering how in the world we were going to be able to survive financially. How were we going to be able to take care of four young children? How could this possibly work out? And I found myself consumed with anxiety. In my mid-20s, there was so much that I hadn't learned about following the Lord and serving him. I hadn't really yet come to understand fully that God has a purpose for all that he allows. And there are things in the midst of struggle that he wants to teach us. And the main thing we need to learn is to trust him. What I experienced then and many times since then in my walk with Christ is not unique to my own journey. I know it's been a part of your journey as well. It's a part of the matters of the heart for all of us, and it's called anxiety. Anxiety. Once again, I want to write my own definition for what I'm trying to, to talk about in today's message. I would define anxiety this way. The emotion we feel when we are upset about something that is happening around us or we worry about what could happen in the future. 
There are so many things in this life that cause anxiety. We shouldn't be surprised at any of them because Jesus told us that this was the nature of life in a fallen world. Look at his his words with me from John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. What a statement. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. You will have problems. I will have problems. But Jesus said, I am the answer. Anxiety will come, but there is a way to respond. And that leads us to our big idea for today's message. The antidote to anxiety is to trust in God. To trust in God. Uh, There are some teachers today that have a theology that says that if you have the right kind of faith or you act in a certain way, that God will exempt you from any struggles or hardships or difficulties. That's just not biblical. Jesus said clearly, we will have many trials and sorrows. And when I think about this, I always think about an old gospel song that Andre Crouch wrote many years ago entitled, through it all, and there's a lyric in that song that says, if I never had the problems, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in him could do. You see, faith is not a path around problems. It's the source of peace in the midst of them. We're going to look at a story today from Luke chapter 7. If you have your Bibles, open them. We'll spend the remainder of our time in the Scripture in Luke chapter 7. It's the story about a man who had great faith, and he was a very unlikely candidate to be a man of great faith. He was not a Jew. He did not have a heritage of worshiping Yahweh God. He was, in fact, a Roman a Roman centurion, which means he was an officer in the Roman army in command of a hundred elite soldiers. And yet he found himself in a situation that, that brought great anxiety, and he found the answer. So let's look at it, Luke chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, a highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. It refers to a highly valued slave. This is certainly not an endorsement of slavery. We all know what a travesty that has been throughout human history, but that was the societal context in which the Roman officer lived. And there were those in the first century who owned slaves, who treated them like property. They handled them brutally, and they were merciless. But then there were others who treated those within their command in their households 
with respect and kindness. And this Roman officer was that kind of person. I believe that this slave was to him someone that he cared about, perhaps even like a family member. And he was greatly troubled that this man, the verse says, was sick and near death. Uh, And though he had authority over his soldiers and great power within the Roman army, he was powerless to help this man that he cared about. And it caused him great anxiety. Well, every life is filled with legitimate causes for anxiety. Your life is filled with causes for anxiety. So is mine. As a matter of fact, we are living in one of the most anxiety-filled seasons that I can remember. The coronavirus is on everyone's mind. It's a threat to people throughout the world. The effect on the economy, and many people have lost their jobs, their livelihoods, and that causes tremendous anxiety. The racial tension that we see in our nation today causes us grief and anxiety, and political animosity has never been greater than it is today. And on and on we could go. Anxiety could overwhelm us. It can take charge of our heart. But listen, when anxiety is in charge of our heart, we find ourselves playing a game of what if that we can never win. What if this happens? What if that happens? Anxiety, stress, worry, despair, it just becomes a a downward spiral that, that seems to pull us under. And this man could have so easily allowed anxiety to impact his heart in that way, but he didn't give in to that. Instead, he looked for the answer. Verse 3, when the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said. By the way, we don't deserve God's help. It is all God's grace. But their point was that this was a good and kind man. It says in verse 5, For he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. This suggests that this man was searching for the truth about God. His heart was seeking after the truth, and it led him to ask Jesus for help. And in this next verse, we see that he makes a bold statement about faith. Verse 6, So Jesus went with them, but just before they arrived at the house, The officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. What incredible humility 
of one who was a powerful man in the context of his society. He was a commander. He was held in high esteem. And the Jews were in subjection to the Romans. And so he was in a a, a position of authority over the Jews. And yet to Jesus, a Jew, he makes this humble statement that he's not worthy for Jesus to come to his home. And yet, the statement that he makes next about faith is astounding. The end of verse 7, Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. Not asking, could you heal him, or, or I... I think maybe you might be able to to help, but he's saying, in essence, I believe that, Jesus, your power is so great, you can do a miracle without even having to be physically present. You see, trusting God means that you believe him for what you cannot yet see. And how many times in situations of anxiety, does God call on us to trust him for what we cannot yet see? It's the essence of faith. And this man had faith. He believed in the power and the authority of Jesus. For as a commander, he understood authority. He explained that. To Jesus. He said, I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. He wasn't overcome with anxiety. He was filled with faith. Faith that Jesus was the answer. Faith that Jesus had the power to solve the problem. His faith overcame his anxiety. Faith is our confidence that the power of God is sufficient for any problem. And this is more than just a story from Scripture. For Jesus is not just a historical figure in the Bible who had power to work miracles. Jesus is still working miracles today. Jesus is still doing the unexpected and the impossible, and he will do it in your life and mine, seldom in the way that we expect or even ask. But he is our sovereign, powerful God, and yet, we sometimes struggle to trust him. And instead, we give in to anxiety. Why is that? I believe for the Christ follower, anxiety is rooted in a lack of trust in God. We give in to fear. We give in to worry. We give in to anxiety. Instead of believing that he will keep his word, that he will meet our needs, that he will give us strength and peace. God does not expect perfection of us, 
but he does expect faith. And Jesus saw the faith of this man, and he was deeply moved. Verse 9, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Faith is the key. The greater our faith and trust in God, the less power anxiety has over our heart. This man's faith canceled and conquered his anxiety. And Jesus responded with a miracle. Verse 10. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. Now, does this mean that God always answers our prayers in the way that we ask? That exactly what we pray for is exactly how God will respond? Will he always grant a miracle to eliminate our problem? The answer to that is no. If that were true, everyone would become a Christ follower because everyone would want that kind of God who would just give us whatever we ask. But they would do so in order to use God to control their lives to get what they wanted. Sometimes God gives relief to the great stresses and anxiety of our life. Other times, he gives strength and peace that sustains us through it until the answer is on the other side. And yes, sometimes those answers are not until we will be at home with him. So what do we do? What do we do when anxiety is pressing in around us? What did I need to learn all those years ago in Atlanta, Texas, when I felt anxiety pressing in on my life? In the years that have followed, I've learned some strategies that doesn't mean our problems disappear, but it does mean we can have greater faith. And so I want to share four things that you can do if you feel anxiety beginning to take charge of your heart. First of all, you need solitude. You need solitude. The world around us is a noisy, busy, troubling place, and we cannot draw close to God in the midst of the turmoil that swirls around us. Jesus often drew away to be alone with his Father. And if Jesus needed solitude, how much more we? Now, we can't always retreat to a cabin in the mountains or, or a beach house at the, the seaside. Those are, are wonderful places, and you may have others that are just kind of your ultimate uh, place of escape and solitude. But we must find those places within the context of our daily lives that we can draw away, get apart, and get alone to be with God. Where the noise of the world around us is silenced for just a while. And we can hear the voice and feel the presence of God. 
solitude. And then I encourage you to engage in personal worship. Now you might say, why isn't Scripture next? But I would, I would tell you that if you engage in a genuine time of personal worship, your heart will be far more ready to hear the Word of God and hear the voice of God. For me, personal worship almost always includes music. There is just something powerful about the kind of Christ-honoring music that inspires and engages our heart. And that music is different for different people. For some of you, it's going to be the great old hymns that you grew up with. For others of you, it's going to be gospel music that, that speaks to your heart. For others, it's going to be praise music that just lifts your heart and draws you closer to him. For still others, it may even be uh, the great uh, oratorios of Brahms and Handel or the, the great classical works that spoke of our Lord Jesus Christ. Different people are moved by different kinds of music. And I'm just saying, when you get alone and you get with a kind of music that engages your heart and lifts you unto the Lord, it will help you to hear his voice and feel his presence. And then, of course, you need Scripture an open Bible. Search the Word of God. Look for passages that speak to your heart, maybe about the kind of experience that's causing your anxiety, maybe just scriptures about walking with the Lord. Cindy and I have shared with you over the years, uh, there's a passage uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 that we memorized years ago. In some translations, it's, it begins, be anxious for nothing. We memorized it from the Living Bible that says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can comprehend. His peace will keep your thoughts and your heart quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. Find passages that speak to your heart, that draw you close to the Lord. You must be intentional about this. How can we expect not to be racked with anxiety if we're not spending time in worship and Scripture alone with the Lord? And then finally, in these times of solitude, I challenge you to pray prayers of faith. Prayers in which you declare your belief in God. Prayers in which you thank him for those answers that you can't even see or even know the detail that would come with an answer. Pray prayers that that declare that you know he is a good God, that he hasn't forgotten or forsaken you, that he has an answer out there for you, and that there are things that he wants to lovingly teach you as he draws you toward the answer that you are seeking. Solitude, personal worship, scripture, prayers of faith.
I want to leave you with some in-the-moment next steps. Things I want to challenge you to do when, when your heart begins to feel like anxiety is closing in. Three things, and then I'm done. Number one, when something makes you anxious, remind yourself that God is in control. And then act like it. Remind yourself that he hasn't stepped away from the throne of heaven. Remind yourself that he is not abandoning you. Remind yourself that he knows your situation and that he cares. Believe that by faith. Remind yourself of the goodness and faithfulness of God. Number two, when your heart leans in the direction of anxiety, let your faith push it back toward trusting God. Lean on faith, not on worry. Let God be your refuge. Let him be your stronghold. Let him be the one who helps you to stand when you feel as if you could fall. And then third, believe that God will provide a solution to your problem in his perfect time. He may not do it exactly as you want or expect. He may not act on your timetable. God has a perfect time and a perfect way to address what you're going through. And he will be faithful. Anxiety does not have to be in charge of your heart because the antidote to anxiety is to trust in God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, there's so much going on in our world. We are going through unprecedented times. Things threaten us that we've never faced before. But Lord, you are sovereign over all things. There is nothing around us that is too great for you. You have not abandoned us. You will not forsake us. Help us, Lord, in the midst of troubling times to double down on being faithful to you and having faith in you. Be with those who hear this message today, Lord. Strengthen their hearts. Give them peace. Remind them of your great love and faithfulness to them. And we will see you do great and mighty things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.